Welcome to the ongoing story of the Bible, Season 3, Let My People Go. God is fulfilling his covenant promise to Abraham. He wants all the people to be priests, mediators between God and man, but they don't. God establishes natural and spiritual disciplines given in the form of laws, covenants. By following God's rules, his teachings, the Hebrews may build a relationship with him and a new society. The system of rituals honour the holiness and greatness of God and the life of man. Each is a metaphor, a picture or experience marrying the natural life with the spiritual life. Episode 6. Priests and Feasts Moses, the people's leader, is a prophet, a priest and a judge, speaking from, to and for them on God's behalf. His brother Aaron is also a priest, as are both their families. The tribe of Levi show their commitment to God in slaying the idol worshippers. Now they are dedicated as God's firstborn son, a tribe of priests, to serve God under Aaron and his family. God gives instructions on their robes, which carry representations of the twelve tribes of Israel and the holiness of God. Twelve coloured precious stones are on the breastplate over the priest's heart and they are attached to onyx shoulder pads inscribed with the tribe's names, symbolising the weight of priestly responsibility. Within the breastplate is the Urim and Thummim, mysterious devices for discerning God's will. Now, one year after escaping Egypt, the first day of Nisan, God's new tabernacle is officially dedicated. Now God says this will be the first month in his year. This is also the same day that Noah's Ark landed on Mount Ararat. This day in history will appear again in the Bible story. Now God's cloud descends over the tabernacle. He is dwelling with the people who are to worship only him. God's rectangular compound is surrounded in white linen walls 15 feet high, 150 feet long and 75 feet wide. The proportions of God's tabernacle, his dwelling place, mirror the proportions of Noah's Ark, God's rescue vessel. The tabernacle's only entrance is on the east side through a 30-foot multicoloured curtain of white, blue, purple and red. The entrance symbolically turns its back on the sun worship of other cultures toward the one true God. The tabernacle has three parts, and if a Hebrew is ritually clean, they may enter the outer court. Here there is a bronze altar for sacrifice and offering, and a bronze bowl of water for ritual washing. Beyond is God's tent, 15 feet high, 45 feet long, and 15 feet wide only priests may enter. From the outside, it is covered in four layers, starting with a dull brown badger skin. Beneath these are ram skins dyed red and then a layer of goat skins. Priests enter this holy area through a fine white sheet, a veil embroidered in colors like the main entrance. Inside the walls is a layer of fine linen decorated with intricate colorful designs and the room contains gold furniture and each item represents part of God's character. A seven-flamed lampstand, a menorah, is lit by olive oil, representing, among many things, God as light and spirit. 
A golden table with 12 holy bread loaves represents the 12 tribes. An altar of incense represents prayers to God. Beyond this, behind an extremely thick curtain, lies the most holy place, a 15-foot square chamber. This most holy place is only accessible by one man, the High Priest, and only once a year on the Day of Atonement. And this room is illuminated by the glory, the shining presence of God. The room houses the Ark of the Covenant, an ornate gold box with carved golden cherubim angels on top. The Ark houses God's laws written on stone and some of the miracle manner God used as desert food provision. God's model society also establishes a religious and cultural calendar for the people. Every week they are to stop, to have a rest day, a Shabbat, a Sabbath. They're to rest from their work from Sunset Friday to Sunset Saturday. Seven annual feasts are established, anniversaries for the people to remember all the things that God has done. And the first is Passover, commemorating their great escape from Egypt. The second is the Feast of Unleavened Bread, remembering the seven days during Passover when bread is made without yeast, remembering that God instructed them to make bread in this way in preparation for their escape. The third feast is the Feast of First Fruits, celebrating the first harvest, waved in thanks to God and marking a 50-day or seven-week countdown. The next is the Feast of Weeks, marking the 50 days or seven weeks and giving thanks for wheat and barley harvested and commemorating God giving his laws, his teachings and instructions to Moses. In the autumn, there is the Feast of Trumpets. A ram's horn, a shofar, is blown to call 10 days of repentance in preparation for God's judgment. The climax of the year is the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur. The people bring all their sins before the high priest, who makes a sacrifice on their behalf so that they can make a fresh start for the new year. Two goats are selected. One is killed, while the other, a scapegoat, is sent into the desert, taking sins away. But if the goat returns, then the people's sins are not taken away. Finally, the high priest goes alone into God's most holy place. He must have diligently kept all the priestly rules and sacrifices, otherwise he may die in God's holy presence. Finally, the Feast of Booths or Tabernacles, Sukkot, a week celebration of food and freedom in temporary booths to remember the wilderness wanderings and give thanks to God for the oil and grape harvest. You can read the story in the Bible book of Leviticus. God's teachings, his laws, are an education, a drawing out from ways that are not his. God establishes ways of living, preparing the people so that they don't replicate dysfunction in the land that he is giving them. Listen in for the next instalment of the ongoing Bible story. These podcasts, called Full Circle, are based on the author's best knowledge at the time of production. They have been created from the Bible texts, commentaries and historical studies. The Bible is God's living word. 
and its story and learning is unfolding and ongoing. Thanks to Bible translators, some of whom gave their lives to give us its words, you can delve into its pages and start your own journey of discovery today.